Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, it's my freaking birthday, Murgatroyd. You're working on your birthday. Is this work? Eh, I mean, you know, listen, here's the thing. Hold on. That's my second favorite sound. My first is when you open the bottle of wine. I, ew. Oh, oh my gosh. You know my disease that I have that I can't listen to slurp like that. I apologize for everybody that hated that. All right. We got two balls in the air. First ball in the air is the sound that she loves is a product that she uh, sells in her wellness company. Do we tell them what it is or do we keep it secret? It's called Bia. It's an energy drink, but it's like made with fruits and vegetables and like amazing, amazing shit. So your bones don't turn to dust, but it's like what I have at 11 o'clock. Oh, what time is it? It's 1122. I'm missing a beer. And the, beha- the, I'm a little uh, behind the other the- sound is- um, A bottle of wine. God, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like dysphonia or something like that. And she had her 23 and me done and it was like, you know, detest the sound of, of slurping of slurping noises. I was like, holy shit. She's like, I've been diagnosed. See, I'm not just a bitch. I actually am <laughs> clinically diagnosed with a DNA disorder. Well, happy birthday, clinically diagnosed. Thank you. Can you believe that I am 41? Now you were like, were you legal when we met? Oh my God. I was actually 24. 24 years that? old. Now it's been almost 20 years. And we're almost reversing that, right? 24 well, to 42. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Actually, what's even crazier about this, I was 24 when we started dating, mm. but I knew you for two years before that. So I was 22 years old. I was the age that Demi is turning this year. 
Demi's our 21-year-old. You know what's, uh, what's strange about this? For those uh, new listeners to the podcast, I was the creepy chiropractor who married his personal trainer. But in There was fa- nothing creepy about that. In fairness to me, we have been married now... Well, we've been... Well, we've been together... What? 2004, we're in 2020. So we've been together 16 years. That's a long freaking time. That's a long time. All right, well, listen, today we're going to talk a little bit about that subject of yeah. uh, marriage and working together. So I'm going to let you lead it. You had a little you had a little inspired moment. Somebody shot you a text and what did the text say? Well, we, I get this kind of often. So whenever I post on social media, hey, we're running out of ideas. What would you love to hear us talk about on Friday? 90% of them are some version of around our relationship. Maybe it's working together. Maybe it's just being in relationship together. I don't know. But there's always something around that. And we haven't done a podcast on this in a while. So let's talk today about how we kind of balance our day. Because now, Robert, Victor, Anthony, we share an office. We don't just share a house and a family and even a clinic. Like we both worked in the clinic, but now we literally share an office and you are not one to share. <laughs> Let's just be honest. No, I don't have a sharing gene. I'm not naturally a sharer. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say I'm, I'm not your civic guy. I'm not your sharing guy. I got a lot of quirks in me, honey. So basically, I think what the gist of it is people really want to understand how we balance our work our home life, our personal development, the different things we want to do, like going to the gym, having a kid, all the things she wants to do, and then the house shit. So first, let me say that we do not have a nanny, nor have we ever. We do not have like a cleaning crew. We don't We don't have anything. I have Manuel that comes on Monday to cut the grass and only because the, the landlord does it. Like we do not have help. So, you know, this is the thing, right? We have had many times where it's been, we've had altercations, let's call it, conversations about- Altercations? (laughs) What is this, a SWAT team? Is there hostages? No, we've had our moments where we have had to sit down and say, I'm like, okay, Rob, I know that you think the world revolves around you, but I actually need some help here or vice versa, right? Because we're both now building home-based businesses, we work in the same freaking room, which, listen, California real estate is not very big. It's like an eight by eight <laughs> room. And Rob's desk is basically a seven by seven. So like we have so much that we're kind of stepping all over each other. And we both have, want to go to the gym. We both want to do personal development. We both want to um, have our time to work. And it is really difficult to balance it all. So what do you think is the key that we have figured out. uh, And then I'll share mine. I don't think there is a key. I think there are multiple keys. So I would say, do you want me to list multiple keys or you want me to just select one? Um, Go with one first. Um, I would say probably the most powerful strategy that we have in place around this subject is staying in your lane. Yeah. I'd agree. I, I, I agree with, I agree on that as far as Why don't you describe actual. what that means for people? So staying in your lane, I agree. This is more if you're working together with your spouse. So if you guys are working on a project or something together, there are things that I'm good at. There are things that Rob is good at. And when we try to step on each other's strengths, 
it gets really muddy and it gets to be like, please stop. This is my wheelhouse. Just let me do what I need to do, right? And I think that's really good for working like actually with each other on a project. But I just more mean like balancing the space. Like for example, uh, Sophia is out of school on Monday. You know, like let's say she's out of school, Martin Luther King Day. And we have an entire day now with a kid home. We still have to work. We still have to work out. We still have to do this and that. How do we balance that? Like, what do you think the overriding principle or motto that we kind of go by to allow each other the time and the freedom and that it's not all me, it's not all you? Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I think there's um, there's discussion around it. Sometimes the discussion is, you know, in the case of like, you know, a, a one-off, like a Martin Luther King Day or something like that. I think that those kinds of things can get a bit tricky um, because it throws everything out the window and it, you know, causes you to sort of like reevaluate from scratch how you do things. But when we are thrown into situations like that, it usually is a conversation like what's on your schedule today or are you doing yoga? Are you working out? And then there becomes a conversation around what you're doing, what I'm doing, and we'll both work together to try and make sure that both needs are met for the day. And usually one of us, when we see that there's like an absolute conflict, one of us will say, it's fine, you go, I'll stay here. And so we have that, it's not like, yeah, but I need to go to the gym. Yeah, but I need yoga. Yeah, but I need a minute. It's more like, okay, what, there's like, I think there's there's sort of like an unwritten, unsaid, energetic, like, I know this is important to her, so I'm going to let her have it. Well, that, I, that's how I would answer You know it. what that is, right? That's playing at a high-level relationship. That's mm-hmm. playing at, I, don't, I never know if it's one or three with Tony Robbins, but it's, your, it's your basically- Your needs are my needs. Yeah, that it's, it's literally coming from a place, not because you have to, but because you want to, where your needs are my needs. So I know Rob, he, this is a great example. He needs to wake up at the- ask crack of dawn, it is still dark outside. So he can do his meditation. He can do his journaling. He can do his morning routine, stretching, light a candle, have calm. And I do my very best to keep that munchkin not in here. It doesn't always work and she's getting up earlier and earlier, but I know that's important to you. And I do my very best to protect that time and space for you. You do. So you except, can have that. Except when I have my back to the door meditating <laughs> and she and she runs in and pushes me in my back. And I swear to God, it's like, you know, there's a, a Godzilla just walked into well, the room, listen, scared the shit out of me. She thinks it's funny now. And so that slippery little thing gets away. But the intention is there that I want to protect your space and your time. You do. And I think you do the same for me with yoga. You know that you have a better wife if you allow this wife to go to yoga. (laughs) And so you give me that space. Um, So I think communication without it being accusatory, like you don't do this and you don't do that and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's one big thing. I think putting putting each other first And that kind of has to be a two-way street. You can't just have one spouse that's always putting the other first. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not going to work out. But if you have two spouses or spouse I, can we make it a spouse I? Spouses is. Spouses is. That um, 
put each other first and that is the unwritten rule in the relationship, I think that's super important. Well, what happens if you don't? If you don't, there's resentment that's mm-hmm. building. So you may get away with it, quote unquote, but eventually there's going to be resentment and that leads to contempt. So I'll give you an example. You know, I make sure that my workouts happen. I don't prioritize your workouts because it's more important that I get mine in. We go out to dinner and I say, I'm feeling good. You know, I got five days in this week and you look at me and you go, must be nice Mm -hmm. and roll your eyes. And there we go, we're off. And then we're off to the contempt races. You know, I think a lot of things with people come down to rules, conflicts too. Like, you know, one thing is, okay, so working together, working in the same space, like, there's respect, that's one. And then there's a lack of respect, I think, in many households for the other spouse, probably from years of contempt buildup, right? And then I also think that there's rules conflicts. So for example, yesterday I was in here working, you were gonna do videos for Facebook or Instagram, or I don't even know what you're doing. TikTok, I have no clue. You're doing videos and you said, hey, you may want to put some headphones on because I'm about to do some videos. And it wasn't like, um, I need this space because you know I need this or that. And, or, and I wasn't like, oh my God, are you really going to do this here? Like I'm working, you know? It was very respectful. You were like, uh, just FYI, I got to do some videos. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I put my headphones on and listened to a book. So like, I think that there's that mutual respect and there's not like, we don't, have these rules that bleed into other parts of our our existence. For example, at night, I'll cook dinner. And if you see after dinner, like I've cooked this dinner and it like was more extensive and there's a lot of dishes and a lot of stuff. And Sophia's wanting my time. You will march your little hiney right into the kitchen and just clean it. And you, it's not like, I can't believe now she's not cleaning the kitchen or whatever. And then there are some nights that you don't clean the kitchen and I don't clean the kitchen and the kitchen actually just stays a mess until the morning. And that's okay too, because there isn't like a rule around it where we're not going to bed until everything is perfect. And God damn it, Robert, you get in here and get your rubber gloves on. Like we don't have that, right? No, we don't have that. But what I'm thinking about is I'm realizing, you know, it kind of, I think goes back to lanes, right? For example, 999 100 percent um you cook okay you did make burgers two weeks ago okay 100 percent you cook except for the one burgers i made two weeks ago in 15 years in 15 years <laughs> and so i look at that and say if she's handling something else like a team call for her network marketing team or just wanting to like sit on the couch and chill or wanting to be with sophia or needs to take a bath I don't look and say, why did she leave all these dishes in the sink? I look and say, she just cooked an entire dinner for you. Get your ass up and clean the freaking dishes. It's just it's just the right thing to do. But that goes back to the level one relationship. So if you're listening now and you're like, God, I do not have this with my spouse. It's not like the way to approach this is not, okay, well, Rob does the dishes. Like this is not the way to approach this. Yeah, I don't want to DM. Don't, <laughs> the, don't slide into my DMs. The way to approach this is more about doing that work on the relationship where you want to play at a high level relationship. Your needs are their needs versus 
my needs are my needs, your needs are your needs, and where if we if we meet in the middle, great. You know. You know what? Um, open your text, and I want you to read the text that you just got, and let's see if we can um, decipher what what they're really saying. Okay. Well, so I got a text from, it's so funny because we were going to talk about this subject. And then a friend of mine messaged me and said, um, how do you balance everything for your day? Because she knows that we both work at home, work home, personal demands. And then how do you and Rob balance the house stuff equitably? Are there any resources or anything? So, you know, we don't, I don't, first of all, we don't keep tabs on like what I do. What's the key and word what in that? Do. What's the key word in that Equitably. text? Equitably. That's yes. the key word. But she's there, you know, when 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 you are looking for an equitable distribution of power, I'm gonna call that. Now I'm putting word, I'm I'm adding the word power to her text, and she may not have meant that. But when you're when you're putting that into the framework and you're trying to figure out how you're going to do things. I think equitably means equally, right? So if you're trying to do things equally, there is no equal. There, it's At the end of the day, we don't look at each other and say, I did 49.6% of the chores in the house and you can't. So I think doing your best to be 100% present in whichever lane you're in at that moment or ever block that's where you got to go. But the only way you can do that is to actually time block your day. And as far as bringing the spouse in and being able to have your spouse participate in that, it could be a request. Hey, honey, you know, during the day, I'm really trying to block this time. So I know I work from home, but I'm not spending those hours doing laundry. I'm not spending those hours cleaning the house. Like, yes, I am at home, but those are distractions for my work. So I'm not spending my time doing those. I would love to have some help doing X, Y, and Z. Like maybe come up in a kind, communicative way that is not accusatory and mean that you can have these conversations. And again, going back to what's the, how do you play in your relationship? Is it, I do my stuff, you do you? Or is it, I want what's best for you and you want what's best for me? You know, I I think that's all accurate. And I would add that, I think people approach their lives very, very differently or people op- the operating system that people have are very, very different from each other. For example, you're much more free bird E. You, you're much more go with the flow. Um, when the spirit moves you, you will take an inspired action and then absolute poetry comes out of you in the, you know, in the example of, you know, creating a post, let's say. I am much more regimented. I'm much more scheduled. Um, You know, there's a a planner called an Evo planner and you take a test for the brain type that you are. And the reason why I'm mentioning it is there's a section in that planner for my brain type that is uh, titled something like balance, like securing balance for the day. Like I need to make sure that I feel imbalanced. So there's, there's lots of different ways that people can do it. And I think what I like to do is I like to experiment with different types of schedules until I find one that has sort of like a free flowing chain reaction from one to the other. And, you know, moving from Atlanta to California, moving from um, a chiropractor to being home completely full time 
has really thrown off lots of my schedule. It's thrown off like, you know, in the morning, instead of driving to work, now I'm walking to school. Um, you know, like you said earlier, my time is my own. So trying to figure out what I do when is really important to me. I am super energetic in the morning. I'm very, very creative. I'm calmer. I don't have um, uh, a high frustration point. So <clears throat> when I got here, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go work out in the morning. So I, I went and I worked out and I got home, you know, whatever, around 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock and I'd start working. And then Sophia was getting home and then Sophia's coming in the room going, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm trying to create, uh, I'm trying to write. And when I'm trying to write, I'm writing at the worst time for me to write because I'm not as creative as I am in the morning. I am frustrated because I don't have the private time to write. So you said to me, well, why don't you just work out in the afternoon, you know, like maybe an hour or two before she comes home from school and do your creative stuff in the morning. And so experiments, my recommendation, I tell you that long story because I think it's important if you're working at home with your spouse to experiment with a workflow that best supports you. I'll give you an example. So this morning, Kim was on her way to to yoga, and I was like, "What time's your yoga?" And she said, "It's at uh, what time is your yoga this morning?" Nine thirty. Nine thirty, and and it was like eight o'clock, and I'm like, "Well, it's eight o'clock, and your yoga's at nine thirty. Are you are you You're going? Like, Let's do a are podcast. You go, are you going to yoga in San Francisco? Like what? <laughs> like why is it so long?" And then I remembered she likes to go to yoga early because where yoga is, it's a block away from the beach. So she goes down to the beach, has some quiet time, watches the surfers and loves taking a leisurely drive, which is just absolutely beautiful to do. But the point is that that workflow, that flow of your day is what works best for you. Is it efficient? I don't know. I mean, probably what would be efficient would be, you know, drive to yoga, leave yoga and come home. But that's not the point. The point is that you go and when you come back from yoga, you are inspired, you're rested, you're, you wanna tell me about, you know, what it was like on the beach this morning. You show me a video of the surfers. So the point is that I would suggest that you experiment with doing different things at different times until you get a workflow that works perfect, have your spouse do the same, and then try and align those workflows with each other and say, well, I know, I know this sounds crazy, but I like, to go to, I like to get to yoga an hour early because I want to sit on the beach. Okay, great. I want to support that. How do I best support that? But see, what, that's what it was right there. He immediately said, I want to support that. He didn't say, you know, if you had this hour of your time, it would be better if you did X, Y, Z. He didn't put his rules in the way he thinks on my time. And I don't do that to him. And I think that's where we are really, really successful. But I think the thing, the biggest thing is really, really asking yourself, are you all in on what is lighting your spouse up? If your spouse wants to do meditation and yoga and get up at, at three in the morning to, to start their day, are you all in for them on that? Or are you going to put your own needs ahead of their needs? Like, and are they doing the same for you? And that's what I think needs to actually be more equitable because I can see if I was going all in to, you know, I don't want to use the word allow, but like help you or be all in on your needs, but you 
didn't want me to do anything and you kept trying to change my schedule and like you, it wasn't being returned. I think that would be very difficult. Yeah, I do too. I think that the moment horse trading begins, that's when you're sunk. So if it's like, well, you have time for the gym. Once that starts, even if you feel like you're, here's my recommendation. Even if you feel like you're coming up short and you know you know that you know that you know that your spouse is taking advantage of you. I want you to try something. And I'm putting quotes around take advantage of you. I want you to try something. I want you to try finding out exactly what lights the other person up. Like literally sit down with the person and say, I want to know what would a perfect day look like for you? You know, if somebody's into yoga, if they're into the gym, if they're, you know, they like walking around Walmart, I don't know what it is. Everybody's got their thing, right? What would the perfect day look like for you? And then you say to them, my job is to support you to make sure that you have this perfect day. How long do you think it would take if you truly in earnest gave 1000% to support the other person before the other person starts to say, well, wait a minute, how can I help you? Yeah, well, that's if you have a healthy relationship. And if you don't, if if you're married to a dick like that, then you probably need to reevaluate. Yeah, that's true. So- you know, I think everything really kind of comes down to that part of the relationship. I mean, I think we can give strategies and you can go to a, you know, a mediator to help mediate like how you speak to each other or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, if the trash needs to be taken out and I see it, I take the trash out. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And for those of you that are interested in working with Kim and I, go to work hard, play hard nine zero.com. We are beginning a virtual mastermind and we will be working with you each week and everybody in the virtual mastermind group. There'll be about 15, 20 of you in there. Uh, We've announced it. It'll probably fill up. My guess is probably the week that you hear this podcast. So go to workhardplayhard90.com or slide into our DMs and ask us a question. Is that creepy, slide into the DM? I don't know, but I'm 50. Is that like Netflix and chill? I'm 53, I'm listening to TikTok and I'm saying slide into my DMs. All right. Sue me. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.